Charlotte. Not too bad. <laughs> Could be better. <laughs> Life is something right now. I'm in quarantine again. <laughs> a self a self quarantine. I have tested positive for COVID, so I am isolating. We're on day four in the Big Brother house, as Owen put it. <laughs> <laughs> All I will say is that the first normal thing Owen and I have done in a long, long time in terms of a social thing. The number of people was all legal and following the guidance and everything that's in the UK at the moment. But the first social thing we did and a bunch of us who were at that gathering have now tested positive for COVID. So all of us are in self-isolation. So the Reese Manning household is on lockdown. Wilson is thoroughly unimpressed at the lack of walkies. We've uh, been taking him in the... Luckily, we have a garden. It's not a very nice garden, but at least we have a garden. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we would be screwed because Wilson will not poop or pee in the little concrete outside area that we have at our back door. So, yeah, he has to go on grass, basically. So, we're lucky we have some grass. (laughs) He has standards. He wants a soft, cushy for his poop. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And the grass was too long yesterday, so he wouldn't poop in the garden until the grass was cut. He's such a diva. So, yeah, we at least we have that space for him. But it's not... it's, It's a patch of grass, but it's not big enough for him to really run around in. So, he is suffering a bit. And obviously, you know, he doesn't understand what's happening. He's got a tiny pea brain, so... Oh, Wilson. (laughs) Sometimes I look at pictures of him and I'm like, there's nothing behind those eyes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He can be very clever. He he can be. But then he can also be so stupid. (laughs) I just wonder if the clever is actually clever or if it's just like a coincidence or like... Do you know what I mean? Like, he... (laughs) Being that we've been quite bored this Mm -hmm. week, um, I've been playing with him a bit more and... I can put my hand under something, whether it's under the bottom of the sofa mm-hmm. and stick my fingers out the other side, or whether it's under a cushion <laughs> or under his bed. And he doesn't understand that it's my hand <laughs> or my fingers. Yep. So even after I move my hand away, he still thinks there's something under the sofa <laughs> or under the cushion, and he'll, like, dig and dig and try to get behind it and then stick his face under the sofa and be, like, snuffling around under there trying to get the thing that's under there. And it's like, Wilson, it's my hand. It's here. Hello. <laughs> you know what? He... You know when you see people and you're, like, like, really smart people and you're, like, you are a smart person with no common sense. That's kind of how I see Wilson. Yeah. I mean, that's a real thing, isn't it? <laughs> that is a real thing. I've seen... I'm sure I've seen something on TikTok that was, like, tell me you're a smart, dumb person without telling me you're a smart, dumb person. And it's, like, examples like that. Like, they've got a two two masters in this and that and the other. Yep. But they were walking around for a whole day trying to find their glasses and they're on their head or something like that. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's a mood. I'm related to many of those people. <laughs> unfortunately. So what have you been doing in your quarantine? Not much. I feel okay today, but we found out on Monday that all the people we'd been in contact with were gradually more and more of them testing positive so we knew that we had twice today already so from monday really monday night i think it was yeah that we found out so we've been isolating since monday night we were allowed to leave the house to go and get a covid test so we went to get one of those done tuesday morning i booked us in first thing because we did the lateral flow test and they came back negative but 
mm-hmm. for my own peace of mind but I just wanted to because we'd been to shops on the weekend so yep. I just wanted to know for sure if we had it or not yep. so I booked us in for a, a proper COVID test on Tuesday morning and then Tuesday night we got the text saying we're positive so because we did a test and we've tested positive we then had twice mm-hmm. of from Tuesday night not from yep. Friday yep but although that's annoying that was the right thing to do Heck yeah. I was kind of moping for the first couple of days. <laughs> um, <laughs> still working. I'm lucky to be able to work yep. from home. I had still been working from home a lot of the time anyway. So I've been working. That That's kind of helped because it's, you know, means I only have to, like, think of things to keep me entertained for half the day, really. Yeah. I saw you log into Animal Crossing the other day. <laughs> oh, I, well, actually, I didn't. I wasn't on Animal Crossing. I oh. I downloaded Stardew Valley because I oh. keep hearing good things about it. And then someone else recommended it to me. And I was like, Do you know what? I'll just download it. I played it for five yep. minutes and was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And then go back. I didn't get back on it again. <laughs> but I'll go back to it. I need to look at what I'm supposed to be doing and how the buttons work and stuff. But yeah, I, yeah. I might dabble in Animal Crossing again. I've got another week of this um so I haven't been on it in a while so come and check out my island (laughs) yes yes let's do that I've done many renovations let's do that because I haven't been there in a while (laughs) I mean that's not nowhere near done but the thing is if I'm going on animal crossing these days I can't there's no point I've done so much of like the day-to-day stuff that Mm -hmm. there's no point in me really doing that so either I go on it to play with somebody else like you or yep. I'm going on it because I want to build a certain area and I've got something in mind and I haven't yep. like been inspired lately to do that so I just haven't been on it. Yeah, it's a mood. Other than that, I've just been trying to think of things that I can do that I'm going to enjoy and that are going to make me relaxed and take my mind off things. So I've actually been doing a bit of sewing. Yes. And that did not go well the first attempt because <laughs> I jammed up the sewing machine and I was like, this is not what I need right now. I'm trying to sew to be calm. And my sewing yep. machine is making me want to throw out the window. And this is my new sewing machine as well. So I was like, do you know what? It's probably just me because I hated the other sewing machine I had. But Owen helped me. I didn't have a breakdown. I was on the verge, though. <laughs> but Owen helped me. And then I cried because he helped me fix it. Rather than Aww. crying out of anger, I cried because he was like, he knew. He knew. Yep. I didn't have to tell him. He knew I was on the edge. And Aww. he was like, that's just, we can sort it out together. We can untangle it together. That's, and then I, I undid a part of it that I shouldn't have, and then all the components fell out, and I was like, great, I've really fucked it now. And I was just, I, <laughs> honestly, I was ready to fucking shave my head. Dude, that's the one thing I do not do when I'm already in a mood is so because it never goes right. <laughs> well, I got over that little blip, and then it was good after that. And I made some, let me show you, I made some more pouches, but with zips this time because yeah i want to get into some zipped pouches and i managed to do them really neatly and they came out nice so i felt good after mm-hmm. that which was the intention let me show you yes i saw your photos well i've changed but show them. me more i've changed them i've added you beadage oh so i thought i was thinking you know what i've got some little tiny ring pulls and I've got mm-hmm. a whole tub of beads from years ago when I was making other stuff that I don't make anymore. And I've got this whole, this whole tub of really nice beads I don't use. And I thought, ooh, maybe that'll just add, like, a little bit extra. Super cute. And have, like, a proper zip pull. I love it. They're so cute. So, I don't know. I just think it adds a little bit extra to them. It does. Because, I mean, a zipped pouch is very plain. The fabric's nice, but a zipped pouch mm-hmm. in itself is very, like, plain. 
simple items. So I thought, well, mm-hmm. it'll add. I mean, does it look tacky? I don't know. I think about things and I'm like, well, if they don't like them, they can put on like a keychain. Yeah, that's all we've been doing, really. <laughs> oh, and and the doll. And the doll. I think you should post a picture of it. When it's done, I will. I'm hoping I can finish it. If I don't finish today, I'll probably finish it tomorrow. All I've got planned for tomorrow is to make a cake. <laughs> Perfect. COVID cake. COVID cake. <laughs> and she's not gifting it to anybody. <laughs> no, it's just for me and Owen. <gasps> we didn't introduce ourselves. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm Jasmine. I'm Charlotte. And welcome to the Creepworks Podcast. Welcome. Thank you for being here. <laughs> yes. Uh, good morning, good evening. Good afternoon. Ooh. <laughs> so we all know that I am currently obsessed with soap making. You didn't send me any soap videos. I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> oh, fuck. I didn't. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll send you some. I'll write it on myself. Soap. You're going to look at that later and be like, eh? No, I'll know. I'll know. Because I'll be watching soap videos and I'll be like, Charlotte. So Royalty Soaps is her name on YouTube. I'm obsessed. We all know this. And by we all know this, I mean I mentioned it once. We love her. She actually is so against gatekeeping that she puts all of the fragrances she uses. She puts all of the mica powders she uses. She does work. She finds all her molds. She does everything is listed below in like the description box. She does, um, she shares how much fragrance oil she uses for her soaps, like recipes. I'm talking like perfect recipes that she shares so that people can duplicate it. And I'm just like, that's how things should be. Yeah, because even if you are sharing that information and there are some people that will see that and be like i'm gonna go make that myself there will still be a lot of people that can't be asked for that shit and don't want to and will still buy your products exactly and like i get it from like a business standpoint maybe it's not the best practice because you wouldn't be making as much as you could be if the market gets flooded like i get that but like when it comes to art and making things i don't know I want to share what I like with other people. Yeah. And if they are excited about learning how to do it, why not share that with them? I understand. I do understand with certain things or certain... Like, I I do get it. Like, if you can tell someone is blatantly trying to rip you off so they can sell the same thing and maybe it is really unique to you and you spent a long time figuring that out, then with certain things I can understand not wanting to share that with everyone. But when it comes to maybe simpler things that aren't unique to you, like making a sticker, why not share that with somebody? Yeah. I don't know how we always get back to this conversation, but, like, it's such an issue. Yeah. Because it is, and we're, we're, because we are actively part of art communities online like TikTok, Instagram, and we're seeing this all happen, it's people are constantly being accused of it. I mean, there's there's different scenarios that are blatantly people just out of pure spite or selfishness or greed stealing people's work, and that is a whole different thing. Yes. Um, my mum sent me a video um, yesterday, and it's this lady on Instagram, seemingly wicked. She makes... Okay coffin purses and she said that when she first made this coffin purse pattern there wasn't any out there so when she made a coffin purse there was there wasn't any out there in the market so she made a pattern for it so that other people Mm -hmm. could make them so she sells her coffin purses and then she also sells the pattern 
And this other lady, who I'm not going to mention... On TikTok, I think I saw it. She made a video on TikTok saying, I've seen this coffin purse on TikTok and I'm going to make my own version and here's the pattern, you can buy it from me. So she completely ripped off this woman's design, said in her video that that's what she was doing and then started selling the pattern for it herself. And the pattern is actually copyrighted by the original maker of it. So, and all she did was change the dimensions slightly and then sort of, you know, putting it out there as her own. That is different. (laughs) Yes, 100%. Yeah, it's like if you see like on, like if you go on to like ThreadUp or like Public and stuff like that, you see all these beautiful designs, but then you see people who also copy those designs and re-upload them as if they're their own designs. And I'm like, that's stealing. (laughs) Like there's a difference between learning how to do something that somebody else is doing and blatantly stealing their idea and doing nothing to make it your own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I remember when I, because <laughs> I did one semester of art school. She's an artist. <laughs> um, <laughs> like we had for our final project in our, I forget what class it was, but what we had to do is we had to choose two artists. So like I did Alphonse Mucha, who does like the Art Nouveau kind of stuff. And then I chose a statue and essentially you just had to combine like the styles to like create something new. So like technically you were copying techniques, but you were making a new piece of art out of those techniques. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like that. Which is all kind of what art's about. When you're first learning art in any form, you are taking inspiration from the masters, from the people that have come before you. And then you're putting your own spin on it. Like you said, no one has an original thought. We are all influenced by everything going on around us. Uh, Shay Barton, in one of her recent vlogs, she did a sketchbook tour and she did like a little disclaimer before doing the sketchbook tour. I don't know if you saw it. Well, she was like, um, just want to say before we go through this, she was like, in my sketchbook, I do copy other artists Mm -hmm. and I've written next to all the sketches that I have copied or taken inspiration from other artists that are current online. I've written their handles next to the sketch. Mm -hmm. So as I go through, I'll be able to tell you who I've like taken this from and I think she, I can't remember exactly, but I think she said something like, I just don't want you to, like, come at me for it. It's your sketchbook. (laughs) Yes, and, like, she, I just love that someone so big in the art community is doing that and saying it out in the open and is trying not to be ashamed of it, but is aware that people might be like, about it. It just made me feel better about because I, I think this this gatekeeping and this, oh, you're copying, you're stealing, when you're just taking inspiration, that's how, you know, art a lot of artists have developed their skills. It's stopping people from exploring their creativity because they're afraid that people are going to... Like, if you're sharing online, they're afraid that people are going to accuse them or try and cancel them or, you know... And I really think it is stopping people from just being free with that art. Yeah. It doesn't, like, allow... Like, there's no room for exploration if there's these kind of rules. Like, like how are you supposed to know you like a technique if you don't try it? You know what I mean? Like, how are you supposed to know that you like a certain style of something if you don't try it? Just make art. Do what you want. Be nice. Try not to steal, but also realize that, again, you never had an individual thought. You're not unique, okay? Okay? 
<laughs> and neither is the person that you're taking inspiration from. They have got their inspiration from somewhere else. Exactly. I can't get off the soapbox. Help me. <laughs> Should we do some shop talk? <laughs> sure. I mean, I don't really have anything to say. Neither do I. Yeah, no, no updates on the shop other than it was doing really shit anyway. But I've had to close <laughs> it because I'm in quarantine. So I don't want to be sending any covid particles out to anybody plus i can't go to the post box so can't do my shop anyway but i was getting fuck all sales so i literally don't care that it's closed maybe i'll keep it closed oh one really good thing is i got my biggest sticker order ever <gasps> amazing somebody purchased 50 dollars <gasps> wow. in stickers which i screamed and cried that's amazing well done i have like a buy to get one promotion for stickers and like i say in like the description like in like the note section like tell me what stickers you want right and this person only put like six different stickers down and so i'm like so do you want like multiples of all of those like what's your what do you want and she's like no i just want those six and then you can just give me all the other ones like i love all your designs so surprise me and i'm like (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) you want me to surprise you okay so that's the only exciting thing i have in my shop well in the time that my shop's been dead i have had three logo commissions one after the other so that has helped because i've been feeling pretty pretty down about the shop but i've had three yeah yeah logos to do back to back so and i'm currently just finishing off the third one so that's exciting that's something not total tumbleweed no i've been working on um some new stickers that are going to be coming out soon inspired by bo burnham's uh (laughs) comedy special inside yeah i I will not be watching that while i'm in quarantine yeah probably don't i do not (laughs) recommend that's like one of the things that threw me into a psychotic break for a little bit (laughs) so maybe you should be in a good place you should send him a letter and tell him what he's done to you i should i should be like well fuck you first of all fuck you for that and then second of all fuck you for promising young woman yeah i did not like that i was uh, (laughs) let's not get into that conversation again yeah (laughs) Bo. so how many new designs are you coming out with soon then um i think i make 10 that i have inspired there are such good quotes from this fucking special that just like resonate with me so i just we're making a bunch of them that's exciting which again is it stealing because i'm gaining inspiration from the movie oh i got a new water bottle <gasps> Ooh. oh nugs not drugs oh pale satin <laughs> very nice <laughs> and then i put my own little cheeky alien I love the alien. <laughs> I have, I want to put the witch on there as well. I'm going to put it in this space. We love... I get compliments on my frog on a oh, daily basis. <laughs> Before I closed my shop, I was getting, like, so many favorites on that every day. Yep. And I was getting favorites on other stuff. I've never had so many favorites on Etsy and no sales. It was, like, to the point where I was thinking, is there a glitch where people just can't purchase my stuff? Yeah. Obviously, there's not, but it was that like that much that I just I've never had this before. Where I've had so many favorites and no sales, mm-hmm. nothing. I think the reason it's been like slow on Etsy is because manufacturers are moving to Etsy and it's pissing me the fuck off. Yes, like, yes, not handmade. No, it's bad. Etsy used to be like a community where like it's handmade good, it's vintage goods, it's novelty things do you know what i mean and now you have these people coming in that are like "Ooh, buy my stickers for 23 cents and i'm like well fuck you (laughs) 
it's ruining Etsy for us who are hand making everything we sell. Yeah. And then you have people like, or not people, but you have like companies where you go to their page and they have like 20,000 like five star reviews because they have 8,000 listings. And then those 8,000 listings are swamping like the search engines. And it's just like, you can't get found. I've been seeing lots of people complaining about this online. Um, Lots of makers like us just saying that they think that's the reason for it. And I'm also Mm -hmm. wondering if I am, I have been, I think it is predominantly that Etsy is just so flooded now with shit that isn't handmade that is making it so difficult for the rest of us. But I'm also wondering, someone said this to me the other day at work, is it also partly because all people could do during the pandemic last year was shop online? Now everything has opened up again. Has it taken a dip because people are doing shopping in shops now because they've missed that so much, they're now doing a lot of their shopping inside actual storefronts? I would say yes to a point. However, Etsy was thriving before the pandemic as well. Like So like, I can see there would be, like, a little bit of a dip, but there shouldn't be, like, this big of a... Yeah, and a lot of people are reporting the same thing. So it doesn't make mm-hmm. me feel like it's something wrong with my shop because a lot of people are saying the same thing. But also, it's just very disappointing because there's nothing... It's out of our control. Like, how? what are we yeah. supposed to do? And there's, like, nothing else like Etsy where, like, it was supposed to be catered to handmade vintage stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, and now it's not. It's almost turning into, like, an eBay situation. Which, like, there's nothing wrong with eBay, but, like, it's a different type yes. of stuff. They shouldn't be mass manufactured. <laughs> like, no. I think that's the, the, it's not the place for it. We've just been ranty today, eh? I know. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I'm not surprised on my, on my bath because I'm in a pit of misery at the moment, so... <laughs> Same, same. Well, I'm excited to see your doll. Thank you. I'm excited to see how she turns out. As I've got nothing better to do, I'll be doing some more today and then some more tomorrow. So you might even see it tomorrow, depending on how it goes. Yes, send me pictures. I will. I'm very excited. And I'm excited for people to see my Bone Burnham stickers. Until I watch Inside, I probably won't get the stickers, but I'm excited to see Mm -hmm. them anyway. And I watch it at a later date when I'm not in quarantine. (laughs) We love yeah, I would, I tell people not to watch it unless they are in a good place. Because I was not, and it really, it hurt me, so. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Very excited. You know, fuck Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Etsy. I wish there was a, I wish I could sell my stuff by myself without the, like, e-commerce assistance. You know what I mean? I wish people could find my stuff. Yeah, because I've set up my own website and it's been running since January. And I've mm-hmm. had, like, three sales on there. Ugh. So I, I just don't know how to get it out there. So even with yeah. being able to have my own website, I've achieved essentially nothing. So Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. It's a mood. Welcome to Creepy Crap Corner. We have arrived. We have arrived somewhere. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Well, Charlotte, I gave you the theme last week of... Or not last week. I got to stop with the last week. Last episode, <laughs> I gave you the theme of... Curse. Curse. Which we both forgot. Like, when we were recording, obviously I gave her that. She messaged me and goes, do you remember what the word was? And I was like, absolutely not. And then when I looked, I was like, I have no memory of giving you that word, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember it either, which is very strange, but... We're, we're going through it. Oh, she tapped her papers. <laughs> so what's your story? This week, I'm going to talk to you about the curse of Macbeth. 
Oh, damn. How British of you. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at all sorts of cursed stuff. I bet you were. A lot of which were, interesting enough, dolls. Ew. And I thought that was a little bit overdone, so I was like, nah, go something else. (laughs) Um, I've never seen Macbeth. I did not know the story until I looked at this. I know, I know, I know. I take it back. You're no longer British. You've been expelled (laughs) from the British Isles. (laughs) Shit. Well, I'm currently isolating, so can I just wait to leave until Saturday next week? No, you can't leave until you watch Macbeth. Then you can leave. I don't think I want to watch it after reading the synopsis. (laughs) Yeah. But continue. Onward. Yeah, so I will probably be scolded by actors around the world who are listening to this podcast right now. Yes. um, For saying Macbeth. Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth. Because it is cursed. And you shouldn't say it. (laughs) So, are you ready? Yes, I am. My sources are... The Royal Shakespeare Company's website, which is rsc.org.uk, yep. which is the theatre in Stratford-on-Avon. Been there. Not too far from here. Lovely little place if you want to visit. I love Stratford. Yeah, it's lovely. I haven't been there for so long. It's, <laughs> it's so, so nice cute. There. Yeah. It, it's lovely. They have a lovely market and they have lovely pubs. Mm-hmm. And of course, all the Shakespeare stuff. Shakespeare. They also have a year-round Christmas shop. Do they really? I don't know if it. I don't know if it's still there after the pandemic because I haven't been since the pandemic. But they did. At least they did. I'd have to look it up. Year round Christmas shop. Penguin.co.uk. An article called "The Curse of Macbeth." Is Mm. it more than superstition? And our good friend Wikipedia. Love of our lives. (laughs) So William Shakespeare's Macbeth, or as it is sometimes referred to, the Scottish play or The Bard's Play, is a tragedy thought to have been first performed in 1606. It dramatises the damaging physical and psychological effects of political ambition on those who seek power for its own sake. A very brief synopsis for those of us who haven't seen Macbeth. (laughs) (laughs) The synopsis I actually read through is a lot longer than this, but this is a brief one. Uh, So, a brave Scottish general named Macbeth receives a prophecy from a trio of witches that one day he will become king of Scotland. Consumed by ambition and spurred to action by his wife, Macbeth murders King Duncan and takes the Scottish throne for himself. He is then wracked with guilt and paranoia. Forced to commit more and more murders to protect himself from enmity and suspicion, he soon becomes a tyrannical ruler. The bloodbath and consequent civil war swiftly take Macbeth and Lady Macbeth into the realms of madness and death. Sorry, spoiler. After the spoiler. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking old. You should have seen it by now. It's been, like, what, 400 (laughs) years? Get on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So over the course of many centuries, the play has attracted some of the most renowned actors to the roles of Macbeth and Lady Macbeth. It has been adapted to film, television, opera, novels, comics, and other media. But has a Skarsgård played it? Um, I'm going to say no, but I don't know. I don't actually know. I didn't Google. Should I look it up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Alexander Skarsgård would be very good in the role of Macbeth, having read the synopsis. Right? He does the good and evil thing very well. From what I can see, there are no articles with any Skarsgård playing in Macbeth. God damn. Why not? Why? Why'd you choose this story? <laughs> we can't link it back to a Skarsgård. <laughs> We haven't fully transitioned yet into a Skarsgård <laughs> podcast, okay? Give it time. 
<laughs> so a little background mm-hmm. on something. 16th century Scotland was notorious for its witch hunts, mainly due to King James VI of Scotland's obsession with witchcraft. The violent death of his mother, Mary, Queen of Scots, by execution in 1587 was said to have inspired James's dark fascination with magic. Later, in 1589, when James was sailing back to Scotland from Denmark with his new wife, Anne, their ship encountered violent storms at sea and they were nearly drowned. The Scottish king blamed the evil spells of witches for conjuring the storm and following his return to Scotland ordered a witch hunt in the coastal town of North Berwick. He later wrote Demonology, a treatise on witchcraft to further inspire persecution against witches. James became King James I of England in 1603 and his new subjects were keen to appease him and his views on the demonic. Christopher Marlowe's Dr. Faustus was published in 1604 and its shocking portrayal of witchcraft and association with the devil intensified England's fear of sorcery. Shakespeare's Macbeth followed in 1606 with direct references to James's earlier misfortune at sea. Though his bark cannot be lost, yet is shall be tempest-tossed. Shakespeare was also said to have researched the weird sisters in depth. Their chants in Macbeth and ingredients of Fanny Snake, Eye of Newt and Toe of Frog are supposedly real spells. In the backstage world of theatre, some believe that the play is cursed and will not mention its title aloud, referring to it instead as the Scottish play, as I said before. According to a theatrical superstition called the Scottish Curse, speaking the name Macbeth inside a theatre other than as called for in the script while rehearsing or performing, will cause disaster. A variation of the superstition also forbids quoting lines from the play within a theatre except as part of an actual rehearsal or performance of the play. Because of this superstition, the lead character is often referred to as the Scottish King or Scottish Lord. Lady Macbeth is often referred to as the Scottish Lady. Sometimes Maccas or Macbee is used to avoid saying the name. (laughs) Maccas, <laughs> Macbee. <laughs> According to folklore, Macbeth was cursed from the beginning. A coven of witches objected to Shakespeare using real incantations, so they put a curse on the play. Uh, legend has it that the play's first performance around 1606 was riddled with disaster. The actor playing Lady Macbeth died suddenly, so Shakespeare himself had to take on the part. Other rumoured mishaps include real daggers being used in place of stage props for the murder of King Duncan resulting in the actor's death. The play hasn't had much luck since. The famous Astor Place riot in New York in 1849, caused by rivalry between the American actor Edwin Forrest and English actor William Charles McCready, resulted in at least 20 deaths and over 100 injuries. Jesus. Both Forrest and McCready were playing Macbeth in opposing productions at the time. Other productions have been plagued with accidents, including actors falling off the stage, Mysterious deaths and even narrow misses by falling stage weights, as happened to Laurence Olivier. Mm. Theatre manager Lillian Bayliss died on the night of the dress rehearsal for the Old Vic's 1937 production, starring Laurence Olivier. A falling stage weight just missed landing on Olivier, then the director and the actress playing Lady Macbeth were involved in a car crash. The play's opening was postponed, and on its first night, Bayliss's portrait fell off the theatre wall. They used real weapons, and one flew into the audience, giving someone a heart attack, says Dr. Anja Chohan of the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust. David Bellwood, access manager at Shakespeare's Globe, has one such story. I was a dancer on tour in Riverdance, and a school friend of mine had died. To cheer me up, the fiddle player bought me a beautiful, complete works of Shakespeare. We were flicking through it, and another friend said, I studied Macbeth at school. I told her it was bad luck to say Macbeth. 
In that night's show, two of the violinist's strings snapped spontaneously. One woman fell off the stage. Another danced straight into a wall and knocked herself unconscious. I told my friend, never say it again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how do you, like, dance straight into a wall? Like, that's just fucking dumb. (laughs) (laughs) On a stage. Uh, Chohan believes that the play's supernatural content created the conditions for the legend to stick. All sorts of things happen in all plays, but because it's a play about witchcraft, the occult, the uncanny, these incidents all compound to make a very compelling myth. People will always talk about mishaps that happen in Macbeth, but if someone had fallen off the stage in the comedy of errors, would anyone have talked about it? So maybe the play is not unlucky after all, but if you don't fancy taking any chances, everyone agrees on the best way to counteract the curse. Simply go outside and run around the theatre, or spin on the spot, three times. (laughs) Spit, then swear or quote a line from another Shakespeare play. Finally, wait to be invited back into the theatre. Huh, interesting. (laughs) That ended up being like a 15 minute story. (laughs) That's okay. So weird. Like, I... I don't know. That one to me feels like it's just theatrical people getting in their own heads (laughs) yeah and also like when i was reading up on the whole thing about the curse and and how it stuck you know it was saying that the back in the day in the 1600s there was so much fear-mongering around witchcraft and the occult that the fact that the play opens with witches doing spells which were claimed to be real spells apparently that terrified people because and it was saying the audiences were, were widely uneducated people Mm -hmm. so that just really scared them and that's where it all began yep also i mean that was a real fear for people at the time like i mean unfortunately and also i was reading another comment that was saying that there are a lot of things within the play like sword fights and like certain scenes that essentially just make the play more dangerous to perform so people falling off the stage people getting hurt by the fact that they're dumb and use real weapons yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that could be why it sort of kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. And, you know, 400 years of history where people are, I don't know, letting it weasel into their brains. I mean, it just kind of sits in your subconscious. And the theatre has always been a very, like, superstitious place, I find. You know, with, like, the ghost light and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of that kind of attitude surrounding and, and myths surrounding theatre in general. So it's just probably just one of those things that's kind of taken off and then people, it becomes, like... Like, the myth becomes greater, the legend becomes greater the more time that passes and because it's been so many hundreds of years. And now it's just, like, a tradition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, like, say how they don't say... How actors don't say good luck before yep. a show. They say break a leg. It's, yep. like... It's just like that, isn't it? There's just so many little superstitions surrounding theatre that I think it's just one of those. Theatre kids, man. <laughs> They're a different breed. <laughs> They're falling off stages just to keep the tradition alive. Just really committed to their, uh, their art. I found it very interesting. Especially as I haven't... Actually, seen Macbeth, so it is super interesting. It's, um, I, I was saying to Owen the other day, like, when everything's kind of normal enough, <laughs> um, life resumes as normal, we're always safe as we're ever going to be. Mm-hmm. It, I really want to make a point of spending more time going to see shows mm-hmm. and not just like live music and gigs, but theater. Show. I love going to theater, yeah. And even before the pandemic, I didn't go enough, yeah. And we've got we got two theaters not like near near to us, but you know, within mm-hmm. an hour, we've got. Um, the theatre in Malvern, and then of course we got the Royal Shakespeare Theatre in 
in Stratford, which isn't too far away. It's like 45 minutes. So we've got those things there nearby. You know, we should take advantage of them and go and see some more plays. I, I love going to the theatre. Yeah. Love it. I love Macbeth. It's, I do very much enjoy, enjoy Shakespeare in general, but just really enjoy Macbeth. It's a, it's a solid play. It's a solid play. <laughs> I think it, I just really like the witches too. I think they're just, they're fun. They're a fun addition. <laughs> We love, and I love theatre too, and I never go. It's one of my favourite things to do. Do you know, my grandparents took me and Owen to see a play called Boeing, and then the number of the plane that can't think, Boeing, yep. Boeing. I got you. Or was it just called Boeing, Boeing, maybe? It was good. It was so good. I enjoyed it, and it was funny, and, like, not the play, kind of play I would have gone, like, chosen to see, but they just, like, brought us the tickets, and it was, like, a, di- a sit-down dinner thing, and it was just, oh, I loved it. We loved it. Loved it, and the atmosphere was great, and I completely forgot we'd done that. It was it was really enjoyable. That's fun. I think I've only been to one, like, dinner theater, and it's been 15-plus years. Wow. Yeah. I'm an old lady. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Well, lovely story. I enjoyed that. I have heard of that before. When I hear it, it instantly triggers my bully instinct and I want to make fun of the theater kids. (laughs) (laughs) I love them, but I also want to give them a little bit of shit. (laughs) For carrying this myth and legend on. Not actually. I love theater kids. You know why? Because I like the theater. We need those theater kids, the weird theater kids for the arts. We need them. Yep. They're just a special breed who believe in the Macbeth curse. Yes. I wonder if all of them believe in it. Like if it just becomes a thing you have to believe in as being part of that like circle. I wonder if it, yeah, it just becomes like something fun. You know what I mean? Again, it's tradition. Yeah. And there's so much history in theater. Charlotte, do you have a word for me for next week? No, because I never remember to get you. <laughs> same, same. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Um, ocean. Ocean. Oh, girl. We done. <laughs> Nothing came to my mind, but the ocean is a creepy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it just? Yeah. Especially when it's on fire. Expe- because of humans. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. We haven't recorded for that long today, you know. This is good because we can get into our... Recommendation Roundup! <laughs> yes. I like that this is becoming a consistent thing. I enjoy this. I enjoy sharing. I do too. People. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything that's been keeping you sane since uh, learning that you're dying of COVID? <laughs> Hopefully not dying. Um, we have been watching War of the Worlds on Disney, the what TV show. So they've made a new series, mm-hmm. eight episodes, War of the Worlds. I'm going to recommend it anyway, even though <laughs> I was kind of pissed off by the end. Okay. Because it has a, it started off well. Yep. And I do feel like some people would probably enjoy it mm-hmm. still, despite me thinking that it kind of tailed off in a bad way. Yep. Um, had a really strong start. Very, very good. Um, I really love, no offense to you, Jasmine, and all your American friends, but I really love that it is not set in America. (laughs) It is French and English. We are the center of the universe, Charlotte. (laughs) How dare there be any other (laughs) locations for anything? How dare. (laughs) I just want to say I love the Tom Cruise Hollywood blockbuster for the world. I love that movie, but it is nice and refreshing to have something a little bit different. I've never seen it. It's a very good, 
it's, I love the story of War of the Worlds. So, okay. you know, you've got the Hollywood version, remake, and then you've got, well, like, you know, movie making of it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this, like, French, English um, TV series. But We love. It just went off in a, a strange direction. And I don't want to say anything bad about it because I'm, like, recommending it yep. <laughs> in a way. Um, but other people might enjoy it, even though I didn't particularly enjoy the ending. But it ended in such a way that there, I think there's a season two. So... Okay. Um, and also, I thought this was new, but apparently it's like, I think it's like two years old. So <laughs> so new to this, us, I think, grannies. I think it was new to me because it's on. It's just been added to Disney+. Plus. But yeah. Um, yeah, so we watched that. Oh, do you know what I will recommend? Because things aren't great right now. I've been feeling quite sad. I just wanted, so I finished, I finished Virgin River. I know there's a season two coming soon, but I finished that. I was, I was a bit late finishing it. Well, you know, like a year late. Virgin River is it's one of those TV shows for me that's like it's set in a in a cute like small town where everyone knows everyone's business. It's got a bit of drama, but it's not never anything too bad. You know, it's just a nice like it's just a nice program. Yeah. And since I finished season one and there's no season two yet, I was trying to find something to fill that void. Mm-hmm. And I was just going through Netflix and I found another Netflix made TV show, um, Sweet Magnolias. I've heard of that. I never finished. I never watched it though. It's about three women living in a small town where everyone knows everyone's business, and um, it's just about their lives and like it, it's just cute. Yep. I need that shit. Like I used to moan and get annoyed. Like my mom loves rom coms, and I'm like, why do you like rom coms? They're so shit. Do you not and like rom coms? It has to be the right kind of rom com. Wow. She's a hater. I don't like the modern day American <laughs> rom com. They all got the same, like they're boring. But it depends if it's got something a little bit different, or like, for example, I love a Richard Curtis rom com. Love actually, yes. About time, I love that. I yep. love, love, love it. So it depends if you're talking like your typical American rom com. Like, okay, so I love How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, and I would describe that oh, yeah. as your typical American rom com. Yep. But it's naughties. But if you're talking modern rom-com, I don't know. Not really a big fan. No, I agree. And I never used to understand why my mom loved them so much. And now I get it. Because this Sweet Magnolias and Virgin River is filling that hole in my heart that I need. We love. And it gives me that, like, nice thing to watch when I'm feeding. Like, I don't need anything horrible to watch right yeah, now. Yeah, Because things are already... Exactly. And I just love having something that I can just sit and, like, it's not too taxing on the brain, but still got a good storyline. And I can just sit and enjoy it. Yeah. So. I get that. Yeah, you should, you should give it a go. I, I watched the first episode and I was like, it's quite good. And I love it when I just like the setting. Like, it just looks pretty. The town looks pretty. All the interior, all the set design looks nice. I love that. I will add it to my list. I just finished watching all of The Good Place. I love that show. Yes. I So I watched it a couple years ago and I just, like, watched, like, the first season. And I don't know why, but I never finished it. But this last week, I just binge watched them all and I finished them. I love The Good Place. It's so good. I was so sad when it finished. I wept at the end. Yeah, it was was so good. I'm not a huge fan of what's the main lady's name, the actress. I'm going to need you to take that back. Sorry. Kristen Bell. What's her name? Is a goddamn angel. I don't dislike her. I'm just not a massive fan of her. (laughs) However, I just find her a bit boring. I find you a bit boring, Charlotte. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> uh, 
Um, however, I'd lo- I did love her in that because, you know, she's the main character and I continue to watch it all the way to the end. Yep. Well, I love Kristen Bell. I think she's an absolute angel of a human. But yeah, so I watched that. So I've been hardcore obsessing with that. But I also, I think I told you this last time, but um, I just found out that my library has access, like an online portal for audiobooks. I've been listening to audiobooks, like, you know, like non-fucking-stop. I'm listening to An Absolutely Remarkable Thing um, by Hank Green, and it's so good. It's like a sci-fi, but it's so good. He's the scientist, right? Yeah, from TikTok. I mean, not from TikTok, but like... (laughs) Yeah, he's on TikTok. Yeah, I've seen him on there. Yep. Um, His brother, John Green, did all of like... Yes, I thought they were brothers, yeah. Yep, Um, and they did like, they were like the starters of like VidCon and everything. I wasn't expecting much because I'm not a big fan of John Green's books because I'm like not into like young adult fiction anymore. I used to like them, so I was a little nervous reading it, and I was like, this is so good. It's like a step up. <laughs> like, it's a little more adult, but like not super, um, but it's really good. I'm enjoying it a lot, so I recommend that book. Um, there was a, I think there's a second one as well, so I'm excited to get my hands on that one, but it's a wait list right now for that one. <laughs> But I've also been weirdly, I mean, this is completely random, but I've been obsessed with the idea of becoming a death doula lately. What is a death doula? So do you know what a doula? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the opposite. So instead of bringing someone into the world, you're helping bring like be with somebody as they leave. So you're there to like help care for them and listen to them at their time of need. You're there to help spiritually guide them and um, just prepare them. I guess, for death and be there to comfort, like, the families when they do pass. And Mm. um, I just think it would be such a satisfying and rewarding profession. Yeah. So I've been reading a lot of books on those kind of things as well. I think that people who can do that are amazing. Mm -hmm. But personally, for me, I think I wouldn't be able to put that wall up and not have it affect me negatively enough Mm -hmm. to do the job properly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think for people like yourself to be able to to, to be able to put those selfish things aside mm-hmm. and be able to do that for somebody is incredible. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I've always been obsessed with um, mortuary sciences and like uh, becoming like a coroner for a while. I really wanted to do that. Mm. I don't like the way death is handled in modern societies. Um, like the body is seen as dirty and like families are encouraged not to, like, deal with the bodies. And there's just a weird... um, Taboo. Taboo, yeah. It shouldn't be there. One of my favorite people in the world is um, Caitlin Doughty, who is a mortician, and she does YouTube videos. She's written books, and she's just so good in her view on death and what she does for, like, her families and stuff that are going through it is just so incredible to hear. Anyways, Soapbox, another one. But... Definitely recommend checking out to see if your local library has an audiobook collection because, girl, she's been listening to so many books. Well, thanks for listening. I always want to say I hope everyone's staying safe and yeah, doing the best they can in the situation we are given. <laughs> yes, and please remember the pandemic is not over as I am walking proof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not walking anywhere, though, just around the house. Yeah. <laughs> She's walking from here to the kitchen. (laughs) So what we're getting from this is everybody pray for Charlotte. We're going to start a GoFundMe for her. (laughs) 
Send me money. Send Thank her you. money so she can <laughs> survive my, COVID. Uh, <laughs> my PayPal is Charlotte at giftsbycharlotte.com. <laughs> She'll take no, uh, donations. <laughs> if you want to send me, uh, I mean, you won't, I'm not going to give you my address, but if you want to send me donuts, um, some iced coffee, <laughs> snacks, um, I need some conditioner and I can't go and get any. Can't get oh, up Amazon unless no. I buy 500 of them. I hope you're feeling better. Thank you. Yeah. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Yes. Unless I get COVID and die. Please don't do that. Well, the way the world is taking <laughs> zero fucks with precautions, who knows? No, I'm fine. Cover your mouth. Wear a mask. Get fucking vaccinated if you can, bro. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Goodbye. 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 Chickens. Chickens. Bye. Sexy little chickens. Little chicken nuggets. Thanks for tuning in and supporting your local creeps. Now go and do something naughty. Thank you so much for listening. For more creepy content, you can follow us on Instagram at the Creepworks Podcast, on Twitter at Creepworks Pod, or at Facebook.com slash the Creepworks Podcast. Also, if you want to give us any feedback or just want to say hi, you can message us on all of the socials. Or if you're a full-blown adult, you can also email us at the Creepworks Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to support us by visiting our shops, don't forget you can find me at etsy.com slash shop slash the creative hermit co. And you can find me at giftsbycharlotte.com. And finally, we would like to thank Will for our creepy as fuck theme music. You can find him at soundcloud.com slash handkerchief, H-A-N hyphen K-A hyphen C-H-E-I-F. Thanks, Will.